Supernatural increase from the word of instruction. Supernatural increase from the word of instruction. Let's bow our head. We'll pray for one minute. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Our hearts are so full. Full with the things you're doing around us in our lives. Father, with our children. But also in the nation of India as our Pastor Stella is there. We know we need this increase. This is not just for us, not just so that we can buy the next, the latest car or the, 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 the biggest homes, but this is for us, we know, but also that we may be a blessing. Open our eyes and open our ears this morning. Help us to hear a word. Help us to hear you clearly. Cause our hearts to understand and empower us. Cause us to get up and walk. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We'll receive your increase today through the understanding of your word. Lord, cause my mouth to be like the pen of a ready writer. Let my heart overflow with a word from heaven for everyone seated here this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So just very quickly going over what pastor has been teaching us. Like I said, Psalm 115 verse 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. And so he's established now for a few weeks that increase from God is, it's, this is God's will for us. Um, he was not only talking of monetary increase, financial increase, that's part of it, but increase in your home, increase of joy. How about that? Because the Bible says with joy you will draw from the wells of salvation. No joy, no salvation. You know, no increase, no breakthrough. So increase of joy. How about increase of peace in your home? Husband and wife actually sitting down, watching a movie together, not slapping each other. That's a good thing. That, that is a good thing. How about increase of just, you know, your kids behaving right? You know, with their minds good. You understand what I mean? Not crazy, not acting out. That's one kind of increase. If you've never enjoyed it to you, that's an addition. That's an increase. But today I'm going to focus a little bit more on the wealth aspect of it. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Like we said during the offering, that increase should flow to the next generation. You shouldn't go to heaven when your time is up and your children sleep or slide into poverty. Mm -mm. In fact, the Bible says that the righteous man will leave an inheritance for his children. He will leave an inheritance for his children's children. That's what the Bible said. So it's not so much that you leave a ton of debt for them, but you actually have something to give them when you're going. It's not that we'll be running around trying to you know, borrow money from this one, get money from that one just to be able to give you a befitting home going. No. Actually, that should be taken care of by your plans. And also, you should have something to give to them. So you're not only a blessing to yourself, you're the next generation gets something out of it. So supernatural increase, like Pastor has been teaching us, is so that we can be blessed and be a blessing. I'll tell you, like this trip Pastor Stella is on, of course, you have to buy the ticket. You have to pay for the hotels. All this, the people there, we are not expecting them 
to pay for anything. So when you think about that, where is that money coming from? Because if you think, oh, it's coming from the church, don't forget that our tithes and offerings, the way the Lord has planned it, is that our tithes and offerings will make sure that there are resources in his house. But the resources in his house is to pay for the light bill, pay for those who, any member of staff, if, there are any, if there's anyone on, on, on a salary, is to make sure that our heat is on, you don't come in here and you're freezing cold. Is to make sure that the snow is removed. Is to make sure that the grass and the lawn is taken care of. That's what your tithes and offerings are going for. And if there's anyone needy and wants us to help them. So where is that little extra that goes to India? Or Brazil? Or Africa? And every time we're interacting with our brothers and sisters in different parts of the world. Because many of them, like that man was saying, the 70-year-old man... They're in the remote area. Really, to be honest, a lot of them live in poverty. They're not complaining, but we shouldn't go there and just preach the gospel and not, you know, do a little something. So it's not just missionary word, word, word. We should be able to. And so part of our mission in, in Abundant Life is humanitarian outreach. So there should come upon in time, someone gave us a plot of land there for the church. So there should come a point in time that we all, 10, 15 of us, get on the plane. We go build them a church. A mission trip. What do you think about that? A mission trip. We can do that. Where does that money come from? Because if you are going, somebody has to pay for your ticket. That's what increase is about. It's not just for you to pay your light bill, send your kids to good schools. There should be leftover so that the work of God can keep going on in the rest of the world. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want us to talk a little bit about how that word of instruction comes. Um, I'm just going to throw this out very quickly. Let's read Hebrews 11, 13. I have to tell you, I am a student of increase. I've been a student of increase for a long time. And I told the Lord, you know, the Bible says, make sure you pay attention to this word so that your profiting can appear to all. I don't want to preach this gospel and it doesn't show in my life. I, I, no. Mm -mm. I don't want to say I'm a Christian and there's nothing to show for it. I don't want to preach this gospel and say Jesus heals and my body is riddled with sickness and disease that will not... I'm going to keep holding on to that word even till I take my last breath. I'm just going to say, you are Jehovah Rapha. You heal me. I'm just going to keep saying it. I will not let go of it. I don't want to be poor. Why? Because he said, I, I will bless you more and more. I will increase you, you and your children. So I don't want to be on welfare. I've had every opportunity to be on it, but I don't want to be. I don't want, because when I'm on welfare, that means that I don't have enough and the government needs to help me. It's one level of poverty. I don't want to be there. But I have every opportunity to be there if I want to be. I can come in and say, well, I um, emigrated from Africa. I'm here now. I don't have um, degrees from here. No one is going to hire me. Well, I'm now naturalized. I'm an American citizen. And well, government helped me. I could say that. And there will be nothing wrong with that. But I have made up my mind. 
I made up my mind that if the word says it, then I'm going to get it. I refuse to see it in the word and not claim it. And it's not name it, claim it, you know. Hey, it's in the word, name it, claim it. No, I want to actually see it. I want the good delivered in my life. So this is the way Pastor taught us for two Wednesdays now, visions of increase. Five things. You see it. You embrace it. You walk towards it. You keep confessing it. And you continue to hear the word of increase. So if I read this verse, Hebrews eleven thirteen, it says, these, and I, that you remember Hebrews 11 is the whole, um, what we call, that passage is the hall of fame of faith. We have Abraham, the least, a whole lot of people in there. Now, in verse 13, they said, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded or assured of them. So, when pastor says visions of increase, this is what I do. I'm going to be as practical as I can be this morning. When I come to church, I sit my behind down there. Every single day. I don't sit beside people who will distract me. And I'm telling you, from even when I had babies, they were little. And they start that distracting thing. I tell them, shush, one, shush, two. The third time I take them as I say, if you ever distract me, you are in church, you, you may be a two-year-old, open your ears, listen. Did you not hear the pastor preaching? They will throw a tantrum and say, no, 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 we don't. You are in God's house, you don't throw a tantrum. And I start to teach them, teach them, teach them, till they get used to the word. Whether there is a children's church or not, my kids sit down in church and they're quiet. Because they don't like the alternative. So they keep quiet. So the way to do it is when you come, you listen. Please, child of God, don't come to church to mark the register. I came to church. So that people won't say, oh, I haven't seen you in church for three, three weeks. No, this really is for you. That's how I take it. Because when you come as the word of God is preached, you start to get visions. That's how I've heard it. When I was very little and when I was in that boarding school I was telling you about, we had what we call the Word of Faith magazine. The Word of Faith magazine is this magazine that was sent out from Rema Bible School by the late Kenneth E. Hagen. You need to see that magazine. The thing will be thumbed and thumbed. It will be torn with tape all over it because everybody wanted to read it. We will read, read, and we will be reading, and you'll see all this. The one that used to really amaze me because they were so glossy to us. I was like 13. They were so glossy, and we'll be looking at it. And the one that used to catch my attention were the minister's wives. I didn't know I was going to marry a minister then. But the minister's wives, their hair, I wasn't reading the word, their hair, very glossy. And then they wore makeup. Ah! Makeup. Because at that time, Nigeria was going through this holiness kind of movement. No makeup, nothing. You, no, you don't wear pants. Um, you wear long um, skirts or long dresses. And they came up here. In fact, there was a movement in Nigeria called the Scripture Union. And they brought the gospel 
to Nigeria, like real Bible study, not just going to church. And the, the, it's, uh, the word or the acronym was SU, you know, Scripture Union, SU. So everybody looked at you, and the only way we knew to be saved in those days that you had a scarf tied around your hair, your skirt was way below your knees, no makeup, and people would say, hmm, SU. And nobody, we young guys, girls, we didn't want to be saved. Mm-mm. Because we wanted our, want to wear our jeans, we wanted to wear our makeup, and we wanted to put extensions in our hair. In fact, they told us that if you put extensions in your hair, there are demons attached to every lock. Ah! So when people brought the gospel, say, eh, so that I can be like an SU. No, 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 no. We refuse to get saved. But then, you know, the Lord just showed us mercy. Somehow I got saved. And then we'll look at this Word of Faith magazine. And I'll look. Ah, they wear makeup. Then their hair. In fact, Brother Hagen's wife, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, who's going to be with the Lord, Sister Aretha, when she, her training was to be a hairdresser. So you can imagine that she did extra work on herself. So her hair will be very I mean, just the hair you want. And the makeup in the... Go- so I will be looking. Ah, ah. Eh. Mm. Then slowly, after I finish looking at all the pictures, I now read the magazine. But I found it was not only me. Everybody, we handed it over. By the time that thing got to the last person, the thing is torn. But they didn't leave it torn. They would tape it. Tip it so that you can read the words. Now, you may not be able to see the glossy hair anymore, but you will still read the words. And slowly, we got immersed in the word. By the time I was age 14, 15, I was a firebrand. How? I'd never been to, I mean, to any of their meetings. I've been to America many times, but at that time, I wasn't saved. And even if I was saved, I couldn't get myself to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and anything. But the word. We kept hearing the word. And then they started teaching us about faith. They said, when you see it in the word of God, that means God wants you to have it. Then they started teaching us. Brother Hagin was the one who really pushed confession. That is confessing what you see in the word of God and you will get it. So we will be confessing. That's where you had name it, claim it. Did you see in the word? Did you claim it? Name it, claim it. How old was I? 16, 17. But we saw it. As we read and heard the word of God, we saw it from afar. The Bible says they saw it from afar. I started to see that the Lord wanted us to have wealth. I started to see that the Lord wanted us to have good social standing. Not necessarily for us. Deuteronomy 8.18 says so that he can fulfill the covenant. So that people like in India can hear the word. People in the villages and people in the cities, people on radio, airwaves, and so on can hear. But he puts the increase into your hands together. So I heard it. So I heard it and I embraced it. If we go back to Hebrews 11. I heard it and I embraced it. So the first thing is you hear the word of God. As pastor is preaching, God wants you to have supernatural increase. You say, "Mm mm-hmm. At first, you may not believe it. After a while, you say, mm-hmm, okay. Then after a while, you hear it long enough, you get persuaded. 
So I got to a point where I was persuaded and I insisted that I have to have every single thing I see. They were persuaded, then you embrace it. What does it mean to embrace it? It means you cannot change your lifestyle to match up with what you are expecting. The word of God is very, very, very powerful. You see it, you embrace it, then you start to walk towards it. So the Bible says they saw it, they were from afar off, they were assured of it, they embraced it. And then what did they do? They confessed it. So at first, you don't see all these things we're saying, nobody can see it. It's all within you, in your mind, in your heart, nobody can see it. But here I am having this conversation. If I'm going on a jog, if I'm walking, if I'm exercising, and I had a few ministers that I knew preached strongly on those things, and I put it in my headphones, and I'll be walking, and I'll be telling myself, the Lord says increase is mine. Money comes to me right now. I am the head and not the tail. Oh, the Lord is going to cause strangers to come and bow before me. I, you know, I just, all those things I see, I start to say, nobody can hear me. Nobody cares about it. And at that time, everybody's looking at you, you and your two skirts that you have. No, you don't have more than two skirts. And maybe three t-shirts. But one day, one day, one day you'll be wearing Ancline. Then you move from Ancline to, help me here. Gucci, then you move from Gucci to Chanel. This is still where I am. I don't know beyond Chanel yet. I'm sure there are. This is just where I am. But I will get beyond that. I haven't quite bought it. Wait a second. I did have a Chanel. See? It's trickling in, but it is on its way. Now, what am I saying? The word is what makes that come. You continue to hear that word. The word generates pictures. I want to use like a maybe slightly negative scripture just to buttress this fact. In Hebrews 11, 7, verse 7, the Bible says, By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. He moved with fear and he prepared an ark to the saving of his house. He was moved with fear. He had not seen anything. God told him, oh, the rain is going to come down. Everything is going to be destroyed. Make sure you take two animals of each species, put them. He hadn't seen anything. But God told him, and I want you to look at it. Go to Genesis 6.17. What the word means, what, how it works. Genesis 6.17. I don't think we have the New Living Translation, do we, Brother Javante? No. But I'll read it. Um, New Living Translation says, look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. God tells Noah this. And then he, he told him what to do. I want you to build an ark. By the time God was done telling Noah, there was a picture in his mind. That word God gave him put a picture. He could see it very vividly. It's like, hmm, <laughs> I don't want to be outside of this ark when that rain comes. God told him everything's going to be wiped out. So he was moved with fear. And what did he do? He started building. The words you hear, 
whether they are from God, whether they're from a preacher, whether they are um, from even a little child, the first thing that happens is that there is a picture painted in your mind. Words bring pictures. If I tell you and I said, oh, can you get me that golf? Um, golf can be many things. It could be G-U-L-F, the golf coast. It could be G-U-L-F, a golf club. It could be, it could be anything. For example, we had the story of a man who, who um, had done some, something very good, and one of these Middle Eastern princes said, what do you want? I want to reward you. And, and the man said, oh, I just want like a golf club. The man looked at him funny and said, okay, we'll get you one. And then a few weeks later, somebody appears in front in the house of the man and said, please come, the prince has gotten your golf club for you. So he's thinking he's going to get this bag of golf clubs. That's what he was referring to. But guess what? They took him to this very fancy place. A full golf club had been bought for him. Two words, golf club. Two different pictures in the minds of the two different people. So words always produce pictures. So the question is, what words are you hearing? Because those words are creating pictures in your mind. That's why where a child grows up is very important. And the words a child hears, very important. Because if you keep telling that child... Now, you are the head and not the tail. You're not supposed to be the one who's always at the lower, you know, get the poorest grades in, in the class. No matter how hard that child is having, just keep telling them you are at the top. You are the head and not the tail. What happens? That child starts to have a picture of being ahead. It's not necessarily genes or IQ that makes that child go forward. It's the fact that after a while, he kind of thinks like, I can be the first in this class. And it happens. So Noah got pictures, and the Bible says he was moved with fear. Whatever God said to him created this horror picture. So he started building. And the rain came for 40 days and 40 nights, and everything was destroyed. I'm glad he did what God said. Abraham was the same. Genesis 15, Abraham Goes to God, he's very angry from verse 2. Lord, won't you give me a child and so on. God says to him. Well, let's read it. Let's actually read it from verse, 15, uh, verse 2. Genesis 15 to, But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me. Watch, watch those words. Look. Abraham is saying to God, look. You have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house, that is my servant, is going to be my heir. And then the word of God comes to him. This one in verse 4, this one shall not be your heir, but the one who comes from your own body shall be your heir. You know, Abraham said to God in verse 3, look, you have given me. What Abraham is seeing is childlessness. Look, I have no child. Look, God, you look if you can't see. I'm seeing it. I want you to look. I have no child. In verse 5, God says, look up towards heaven. And then God says, count the stars. If you are able to number them, and he said to them, so shall your 
descendants be? Words, they create pictures. Whatever you are hearing, I'm telling you, it can, be, it can create a picture of fear like happened in Noah. Or it could be one of faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. It depends on what you're hearing. So it's important that you hear the right words. God said to him, look, and of course he did have many children. Faith comes by hearing, hearing, hearing. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But faith or fear comes by hearing. How? Because of word pictures. But the Bible says if you want faith instead of fear, hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So, if you do not hear the word of God, guess what? You have no faith. It is very important that we hear the word of God. I know this sounds so simple, but I have seen this. I've proven this over and over, even in my life personally. If I am weak in faith... And you are not necessarily weak in faith on every area. You may be very strong in faith for healing and your body is strong and so on. But you may not be strong in faith for your finances. It's not a blanket statement that, oh, I am a woman of faith. Faith for what? I can have a lot of money, have a good career, but I may have, my marriage may be in shambles. So the fact that I'm a woman of faith does not say that I have faith for everything. I may not even believe in healing. I can be a woman of faith, believe God, that anybody who hears the word of God can be saved. So if I keep hearing it that if you call on God, you will be saved, you will have faith for salvation. That's why people don't just get saved unless an evangelist. In fact, that same Romans, it says, but how will they hear? How will they hear except somebody goes to tell them? So salvation, like Pastor Stella is going, that 70-year-old man had never really heard the word of God, that salvation comes through Jesus. She, he hears it, faith comes, he gives his life to Christ. Well, I'm saying to you today that God has determined that increases your default position. That you should not be poor. That actually you should have more than enough and leftover so that you can be a blessing. If you hear me say that over and over, if you do not miss any service, watch this. You do not miss any service. So there is about eight weeks now that somebody has been up here teaching about increase. Our senior pastor starts it. I come, I say it. Mr. Brian comes, he says it. Pastor Emmanuel comes, he says it. Other people preach. They do offering, they say it. After a while, you start to feel uncomfortable with poverty. This is what happens. Nobody needs to transplant it into your brain or in my brain. You hear it long enough, you suddenly feel uncomfortable with smallness. You feel uncomfortable with being the lowest person in the office. If you keep hearing that every child of God has the opportunity to be the head and not the tail, that you can have more influence because you're a leader. After a while, you hear that over and over. After a while... Where you are starts to feel uncomfortable. You just keep wondering, why am I? First, you start to see yourself different. So there may be 10 of you in that team in the office. 
Because your pastor has been saying it, everybody has been saying it, you're walking, you're jogging, you're hearing it. After a while, you get to a point in time, you feel different from everybody in your team. You just feel like you are not on their level. Then, if you don't watch out and you start saying, people start to call you arrogant. But you know what? You are not trying to say that to be arrogant. It's just that that thing, kind of, it went inside. And suddenly, you start to see yourself differently. That's what happens when you hear. Faith comes by hearing. It comes by hearing. Hearing. The question is, what are you hearing? When they said evil communication corrupts good manners, communication, that is what is exchange, hearing. A child that comes from a good home, doing very well, gets an all, he has five friends, all fives are on dope. They sneak out at night from their parents' home. What will that child do? Huh? Same thing. Faith comes by hearing. But in this case, if we want faith, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 from verse 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Watch the progression. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? So it starts from this. A preacher preaches. The listener hears. Faith or belief starts in the heart. The person makes a move. That's always the progression. If I want to tell you about my own career journey, it, we're talking of supernatural. Let me read you the definition of supernatural. I'll come back to that career thing. Supernatural, being beyond or exceeding the powers or law of nature. That is miraculous. A supernatural event is one which is not produced according to the ordinary or established laws of natural things. So if iron has more specific gravity than water, iron should sink. But in the case of Elisha that Pastor read last week, iron did not sink, iron floated. So it did not go according to the laws of nature. It was supernatural. So now bringing it to our everyday life, if you want increase but not the regular way where you toil and do three, four jobs, and that still is not the increase because if you did two or three, that means you are doing all those three because it didn't quite, you know, if I did one and I didn't have enough, I get a second one. Then if I did the two and I didn't quite get it, that means I'm still not... I'm not satisfied. I'm, it's not that I'm greedy. My needs have not all been met. That's why I, I picked up the third one. Well, God is saying you don't have to do that. God is saying I can supernaturally meet your needs. And he's saying I can supernaturally increase it. Such that it is your default that at every point in time, every need is met. Amen. He says I can do that. But you have to hear that over and over. And you have to hear not just the increased part. Please don't only pay attention to the increased part. Pay attention to the supernatural. Where we are going and what we have to do is too much. We have to get there quickly. We can't follow the regular path. I can't do 
you know, come up here and start climbing. First rung of the ladder. One, five years, two, six years, seven years, eight years. So it takes me 30 years. Something God can do in two years. He can do it in two years, but it took me 30 years. So I want to move from the 30 years to the two. I am a living witness it happens. God can. He can. You don't necessarily have to follow the way they say it has to go. But it has to be super natural. And it comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. So I am telling you that God can put you on the elevator of the Holy Spirit. And it comes by you hearing it. You believing it, embracing it. So when God said to him, you, can have, you have many children, he believed. Now, this is the last part I want to talk about. Je- um, Jesus told Peter, cast your net. But I want us to read from Luke chapter 5. Pastor read this, but I want to go back there. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret. What were the multitude looking for? Verse 1 says it. Please help me. What were they looking for? What were they pressing him for? Help me here, people. To hear the word. We were, they were not looking for a miracle here. They were looking to hear the word. The Greek there is logos. Word. Logos. To hear the logos of God. Logos means speech. But that, that expresses the mind of a person. The way it discourses. So they're hearing how God wants things done. So when we talk supernatural, we're saying you are moving from the regular way the world will prescribe for you to do something. And you are moving into the way that God will do it. Two different parts. I am telling you. <laughs> oh, I wish I could share my testimony. I am telling you. That the world prescribes increase in a certain way. God does not necessarily follow that. Joseph is a great example. Joseph, to become the prime minister of, of Egypt, should go finish in Harvard, have great friends, do um, community organizing, go to the Senate, and then from the Senate, maybe run a campaign. And then maybe he becomes a senior senator. And then after he's a senior senator, uh, run as the running mate of a presidential candidate. Then after that, it may take him like 20 years. Joseph, God showed him. He got the vision of increase. Let me tell you how God did. God did it in about seven years. No, he was 17. Yeah, about seven years. How did he do it? God took him, threw him in a pit. He's like, yay, suffering. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Spiritual networking, spiritual networking. That's called spiritual networking. God throws him into a pit. No, God didn't arrange it, but somehow he got into the pit. Then this caravan going to Egypt, Midianites, these brothers were about to kill him. They sold him as a slave. Everybody will say, yay, slave. Slave! Ah! Mm, slave! Because from the caravan, he's taken to Potiphar's house. All this we're talking about is about one year. 
from Potiphar's house, somebody lied on him. Somebody tried to get him to commit adultery. He said, no, I won't do it. I'm going to do what God says. Then they lied on him and they threw him into the prison. Ah, prisoner, 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 prisoner. Your life is over. Uh-uh. What you are not seeing is spiritual networking. Because he had to get to Potiphar's house. From Potiphar's house, he had to get to the prison so that he could be spiritually collect, connected to Pharaoh's butler. And then trouble happened in the land and then they remembered him. Something that could have taken 30 to 40 years. By the time he was age 25, he was the prime minister. Come on now. Age 25 to 30. I'm sorry, it took him 13 years. 13 years from when he left his father's house to become prime minister. So at age 30, at age 30, he was prime minister. It doesn't happen that way. Not especially if you are from a foreign land. You were not born a royal. That's called supernatural increase. Different path. You have to subscribe to that path. And it comes from the word of God. So they were pressing on him to hear the logos. That is the regular way God does his thing. Child of God, you cannot be missing church. You cannot be missing church. It's not the pastor, it's not the usher. Those are not the people who supernaturally connect you, but you have to press. You have to press. I am telling you from the bottom of my heart, our children, that's what we told them. I don't care what homework you have, you are coming to church on Wednesday. We will do it, then we will give you a small room in the church, go finish up your homework. You don't have to mingle with the aunties and uncles, go do your homework, but you are coming to church. Because there's something that happens when you are immersed in the logos. The logos that is the word of God, the prepared word of God. What happens to you is that shortly after that, if you go all the way to verse 5, Jesus finishes the logos, you will say, oh, what a waste of time. You spend one hour. You could have been watching football, just relax your mind. You know, just chill and just get yourself all ready for the week. Then Monday you have a lot of energy. Child of God, you're missing. Because by verse 5, Jesus had told him, verse 4, Jesus tells him, go and put your net. That's the spe specific word for him. Everybody came and heard the general word. You can't bypass that general teaching. And then you get a specific word. You're just kidding yourself. This particular one, there are no shortcuts. Simon says, well, we've tried this, but at your word, we will do what you said. That word is not logos. Word is rema. The rema word of God is the word that is specifically coined for you to tell you, go left. Go right. Don't go out today. Ignore that interview. This is the one that is specifically for you. But you can't bypass the general one and get a rema. You can't bypass logos and get a rema. You can't. So what Christians are doing is that sometimes they come to church. Sometimes they don't. No, 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 no. Your coming to church is a date night with God. One, you give him worship and praise, your tithes, your offering. But more importantly, you are pressing against odds Amen. to get the word. Amen. 
As you get the word, so I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting here and the word is going. And whoever is ministering, most of the time, our senior pastor, I just jump up. You think I'm a mad person. Something hits me. Something just hit me from what he was saying. And I know next week exactly what to do. That thing has cost me so much increase in a short time in my life. You can't bypass it. You can't bypass the midweek service, the word. He's been teaching supernatural English. Super, where are you? What could be more important than one hour of the word? I don't understand. I don't get it. The only reason you bypass it is because you don't know the, the import of it. You're not trying to be mean or anything. I know you're tired. But no, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Because you are sh I don't care if you're at work. Make that your break time. You see, now you can't tell me well it's work because I walk too. You can't tell me. I'm not a full-time minister. I walk. So all this, I'm at work. Yeah, you want to get the word so that you don't have to stay in that position for a long time. That's why you want the word. I thank God for this word today. That the Lord will open your eyes is my prayer though. That I'm not trying to get you to just to come to church, you know, so we can fill the seats. I come here, you know, Pastor and I will come here early Sunday mornings and we just pray all over the place. It's not so much so that people come. I ask for people to send people, uh, ask God to send people. But I pray, this is my greatest prayer, that the eyes of our understanding will open. That suddenly you will get a rema from God. But you can't do that until you come. First you come for the logos, the general word. And as you are sitting there, the Holy Spirit touches you. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Our God is a good God. He is really, really good. Supernatural increase by the word of instruction. I want us to pray. Pray one minute, just a few minutes. Say, Lord, I want a word of instruction. I want you to just tell me what you'll have me do. To take me to my next level. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. But above all, I want you to commit. Can you please commit to come into church, to join in the services online, and having your own, your own personal daily Bible reading? Doesn't have to be long, it could be half a chapter, it could be 10 verses. Commit to that, to the word. Just commit to it. That's the only way he speaks. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We have visions of increase, but we need a word of instruction. What do you need us to do? How do I move from where I am now to the next level? Bypassing all the bureaucracy and the red tape on the way. Lord, what do I need to do? Please show me. Make it clear, Lord. Father, I pray for your children this morning, all of us here, looking up at you, seeking to receive from you. I pray that this word will be expanded in our hearts, that Holy, the Holy Spirit will visit with us. Help us to see how important your word is, how we cannot bypass it. 
We can't bypass you in the morning. We can't bypass you in the evening. We can't bypass you on Sundays or Wednesdays. Show us as we bless. Press, Father. Help us to press to hear the word. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's raise our hands to heaven. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this week. We prophesy unto each one of us that this week will be a different kind of week. We will see the hand of God. We will find the favor of God chasing us down. There will be open doors, oh God. We will bring solutions to the problems in the lives of many. This week the enemy will not exact upon us, but we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Father, this week you will supernaturally elevate us, oh God. You will glorify us, oh God, so we can glorify you. In the name of Jesus, we shut down every demonic activity. Anything that is contrary to the word of God that seeks to hurt us, that seeks to injure us. Anything that works against our health, our peace, our joy, our wealth. We shut it down in the name of Jesus. We rise up, we mount up as wings, with wings as eagles. We will not run with the chickens, Father. We're looking up, rising up on the elevator of the Holy Spirit. We thank you. We receive increase, oh God. We receive favor, oh God. Everywhere we turn, there is favor. Everywhere we turn, there is blessing. Chasing us down, oh God. Our mouths will be filled with testimonies this week. We thank you, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over every single one here, Lord. That that blood will speak protection, preservation of life, oh God. Provision in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.